Since the beginning, one of the functions of the Michael and Us podcast has been to give Luke and me a space to reevaluate people and ideas and cultural phenomena that were once important to us. This week we're talking about 1989's Crimes and Misdemeanors, one of Alan's best films, which perfectly articulates one of the central ideas of his long career. We live in a godless universe, which means that morality is up to us. If I kill someone and get away with it, there is no one to punish me except myself. And if I'm able to sweep the feelings of guilt under the rug, who's to know? You may call this a cynical idea, but Alan would call it a realistic one. The idea has been central to Alan's dramas. He investigated it further in Matchpoint, Cassandra's Dream, and Irrational Man. His comedies also grapple with a version of this idea, but from a somewhat different angle. In film after film, Alan tells us that because there is no God and life is meaningless, we must seek happiness wherever we can find it to distract ourselves from this cosmic horror. At the end of Alan's 2009 film, Whatever Works, Larry David says to the camera, Whatever love you can get and give, whatever happiness you can filter provide, every temporary measure of grace, whatever works. In Crimes and Misdemeanors, Alan treats this idea with grave moral seriousness. In real life, when news of Alan's affair with Mia Farrow's daughter became public, Alan famously defended himself by quoting Emily Dickinson, The heart wants what it wants. Something that disquiets me about Alan's work as I get older is how his life reveals the darker implications of his film's philosophy. This is all to say that I think the film does present life as a choice between whether you want to be a good person or not. And you might say, well, who's to say what defines a good person? Martin Lando doesn't care. And what I'm saying is the real way to the film comes from whether you think not caring is even an option. And I happen to not. I'm not a religious person, but I'm much more sympathetic to the religious characters in the film um, and to the orientation that comes from their worldview, despite its limitations. Because I think it does matter whether you try to be a good person or not. And I think that matters regardless of whether you believe in God. I certainly agree with that. I'll just add the friendly amendment that one of the reasons why we receive the Judah Rosenthal character as bad and evil is because the movie, unlike perhaps the real world, is blessed with a godlike figure who oversees it. His name is Woody Allen. He's the one who, through his artistic choices, leads you to this conclusion. Movies have that creative force, unlike the real world. Well, the real world doesn't have a creative force, but it has a similar, I mean, it has a a kind of agency. Mm. It's not the same omnipotent agency that comes from being the auteur of a a film. Mm because then you control all the parameters. We don't control all the parameters of our lives, just like we don't control the parameters of the real world. That being society around us, and and also, I think, at least in terms of how I come at this, of the political world. But we do have agency in it. We're not completely powerless, or at least I don't think we are, and I don't think that we should surrender ourselves, capitulate to the idea that that we should be. The central tension in the movie is one you, I think, inevitably confront if you're interested in politics. And particularly if you're a socialist, because, you know, you're forced to ask yourself again and again, how is it that what's right and what's good so often loses uh, loses out over what is evil and exploitative and bad? It's a very difficult and uncomfortable question to ask yourself. And you might answer it by saying, well, there's nothing we can do about any of this. 
We simply have to surrender to it and maybe make a few token gestures. We can all do personal charity. We can build an ophthalmology wing at the hospital. <laughs> you know, we can all we can all basically become liberals and we can and in our personal lives we can retreat to comfort. Uh, we can stop reading the news. We can stop thinking about current events. We can stop being involved meaningfully with society or with uh, our communities. We can stop trying to change anything, or we can do the opposite of all that. We can remain engaged. We can try to make the world a better place. We can look to history and to those that have come before us, and we can learn the critical insight that things have been made better and that there is agency in the world. And it's not an omnipotent agency. It's not, at least not yet, a transcendent one that is that has overcome every kind of prejudice and exploitation. But it is one that has added and continues to add to the quotient of justice and human goodness and warmth, which is ours to make of it as we choose. It's like Professor Levy says in the movie, most human beings seem to have the ability to keep trying uh, and to find joy from simple things, their work, their family, and from the hope that future generations might understand more. Perhaps this is a little awkward to shoehorn in uh, to a discussion about crimes and misdemeanors, but I think that very much applies to the political world as well.